Hey everybody, welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. I'll make this brief. I know it's election night. Sorry, it's been um, about three weeks since we've had an episode, but I've actually spent the last month cutting my first feature film. It's called Looking Forward. You can go to jasonklom.com and check it out. Uh, the entire film is on YouTube for free. Uh, it's a full feature-length film. I've been working on it for eight years. Uh, started out as a fake presidential campaign, a pre-presidential campaign, because I was only 24 at the time. And uh, the whole goal was to run for 2020 and 2016. Uh, my character is eligible in 2016, but 2020 works better for a slogan. It was uh, Jason Klom in 2020, or JK 2020, a perfect vision for the future. So that's what kind of launched it. And yeah, I've been working on it for the last eight years. I've already written a book for it. And the feature film is up. And it features some uh, comedy on vinyl uh, regulars. This episode was so much fun. It's Peter Atencio, who directs Key and Peel, which in my opinion is the best sketch show on TV and has in the, the greatest sketch show that's been on TV in several years. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, we talk about um, uh, the Adam Sandler album, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Uh, I'm not going to put any clips in this. I just do not have the time to cut them this week, but I also could not get a copy, and I don't own the album. But, you know, you can check it out. I know that I found some clips at some point on online for free. where You can listen to the whole album online for free at some places. But, you know, as usual, try and find it, buy it uh, if you want to. Um, it's another one of those kind of like uh, when we did uh, the uh, Dice album with Matt Knudsen. You know, he didn't necessarily recommend it, but uh, it's worth a listen. So, uh, yeah, this is one of the first albums that Peter uh, listened to. He's just an awesome guy and has some great stories, and he's a brilliant, brilliant director of, like I said, some of the best TV that exists right now. So, yeah, listen to the episode and vote us highly, and please check out my uh, my film, Looking Forward. I go to jasonklom.com, uh, stolendress.com. There are links to it. Go to the Facebook page, uh, Looking Forward. It's You can find it. I'll link to it on Comedy on Vinyl. And also, uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> I don't know what else I'm saying. I am wrecked. I am just friggin' dead after a month of just cutting nonstop and losing a lot of sleep. So, yeah, listen to this episode. Enjoy. And thanks so much. Let's talk about how you're not allowed to move. <laughs> All right. So. That's great. Um, okay. So, all right. But, 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 hey, everybody. Welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. This week, Mike's back with us again. Yes. Mike Yay! Gordon's back with us. Jen is with us this week. Yay. <laughs> and our special guest is Peter Atencio. Thank Yay! you so much for being here. Thank you. This is, this is so you. awesome. Uh, so, you, you've directed every episode of Key and Peele, right? Episode, so, this yeah, is, this yeah. is wow. uh, like, I fucking love uh, this show. Oh, thank you. I, I laugh my ass off every time. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it because nobody has done sexy looking sketch comedy. Oh, we, and it's, we, it's, we it's sexy smart sketch. and stupid at <laughs> the love... same time. It's the perfect combination. That is my favorite thing. I love stupid, it's smart like, comedy. It's like, hey, we're being stupid, but we know that we're being stupid because look at this clever way that we were stupid. <laughs> I mean, but the thing, like, you can't do, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to try not to just, like, kiss your ass this whole time, but I do want to make sure people understand why I wanted to talk to you. It's because... I have a passion for people making comedy work with not just straight. You know, you've got great actors who can play great straight stuff, mm -hmm. but you shoot straight because you're, you're a cinematographer too, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't DP the show. Right? No, no, but, we have a great DP named Charles Papper, but, but I, I, I've used to DP. I used to edit. I've kind of done a little bit of everything, and right? So that's why I like directing because I kind of get to tell everybody how to do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, we definitely care about the look a lot, but as we also care about making sure the look 
is right for the sketches, mm-hmm. and, you know, shooting them the way that is best for the comedy. So the comedy is always the first objective, and then yeah. however we can make it look good in that world and build a world for it. Yeah. What uh, what camera, do you, for the nerds out there, what camera are you shooting on again? Uh, we shot this season on the Ari Alexa, mm-hmm. um, and then we shot last season on the Sony EF3. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's very beautiful. Everybody obviously, oh, I, I don't you know nobody listening to this is not gonna you know we don't have enough of an audience to influence uh, Comedy Central <laughs> viewers. But I'm just saying, anybody who listens to my show and, and is an old timey comedy nerd, Some of them. this is good new timey yeah. comedy. Um, but you wanted to talk about Adam Sandler's uh, album, yes. the title of which I've forgotten they're, already. They're all gonna laugh, they're at, all you. Gonna laugh yeah. at you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. right. Uh, you sorry. Say, I can't say it normally. Few, I can't. Few yeah. album titles. <laughs> it's a Carrie reference, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so when did you first hear it, and why? Why is it important? Um, I think I must have been in. It was '93 when it came out. So I was, I think, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. How old was I? Ten? I don't remember. Whatever grade I was in. Uh huh. And it was one of those things where it was passed around, like in the elementary school underground. Uh-huh. You know, like. Kids were like, oh, did you hear the new Adam Sandler album? Did you, oh my God, you got to hear it. Mm -hmm. And so I think my first copy of it was like a tape that my friend had recorded off of his CD player, Uh boom boxes that could do that. And then I eventually bought the CD and it was just, it was humor designed for the age I was at. I mean, it seemed like I I had never heard anything that was so targeted towards me Mm -hmm. and yet was an actual CD that I could go out and buy. Yeah, Yeah. So it was almost, it was a little like, like punk rock because you felt mm-hmm. like you were kind of bad listening to it because there was all these dirty words and they yeah. were beating up teachers and it was like oh my god they beat the crap out of the Spanish teacher that's hilarious <laughs> so we just we thought it was the funniest thing we'd ever heard I mean my friends and I just listened to it over and over again and yeah. did impressions of it and what was the comedy you liked before that that because you said it's the first thing to really speak to who you were but um, I liked SNL SNL yeah. I grew up watching it was always like Me Saturday too. night you got to wait up and stay up for SNL. Um, and then I, I just, I don't remember being conscious of comedy. I grew mm-hmm. up listening to, my mom had Alan Sherman records. Yeah. So I would listen, I loved listening to Alan Sherman, but I wasn't aware of comedy as like a, an art form or a, a movement in any way. And so I think that was the first record where I was like, oh, comedy, comedy is actually a thing. Like now I'm going to awesome. seek out comedy. So it kind of made me aware of the concept of comedy as its own thing. Not just, oh, some TV shows are funny. Some aren't. Yeah. You know? That's so awesome. Um, so do you still have a copy of it or do you? I do have a CD of it buried yeah. in whatever box has all of my artifacts from 2001. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I have it on MP3s. I mm-hmm. actually listened to it last night yeah. just to kind of remember some of the, some of it I had totally forgotten. Really? Actually, yeah. Some of the bits. Some of the bits better than others. Uh-huh. A couple uh-huh. weird sketches on there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, somewhere I still have it. My mom actually found the album when I had it on CD mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, she uh, read the lyrics. There's like a lyric sheet uh-huh. for some reason. Oh, and no. the songs, she read the lyrics of the songs and she had like a sit down talk with me. She was like, Peter, why are you listening to music about sticking a shampoo bottle up your ass? Like, you, oh yeah, that song is raunchy. Yeah, it's like super raunchy music. So I had to like defend myself. Like, no mom, it's just funny. It's supposed to be funny. I don't, I'm not going to stick anything up my ass. Don't worry about that. So it was a, uh, Definitely, it was probably the closest thing I had to like dangerous music mm-hmm. that made my parents upset. 
That sounds like a preparation for dealing with executives to me. Like, you know, like an <laughs> yeah. early, like, well, no, I'm not actually going to do this thing. This is just something I find funny. Yeah, execs are definitely like having parents who are like, eh, not funny. It's not really tracking for us. <laughs> Let me explain why that's funny. Just, okay, trust me. Uh, no? Okay. Do you have a favorite track on here? Or is it... Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think Tollbooth Willie was the one that... <laughs> Yeah. Like, stuck with me the most. Like, mm-hmm. I was subconsciously doing Tollbooth Willie's quotes for years yeah. without even really thinking about why. So, mm-hmm. listening to it last night, that was one where I was like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. Tollbooth Willie, that's where it's at. <laughs> I think that's my favorite track. Yeah. But there's some there's some good ones. Since, I mean, since then, other than Adam Sandler, off the top of my head, I can't think of a whole lot of... We've talked about this before, a whole lot of sketch coming out period people just don't do it as much on um, audio right yeah, on yeah, audio, audio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really rap rappers took over the audio sketch i know game. eminem <laughs> they all had yeah. they all started having like skits between songs that's true was, like, right radio show stuff like really great sound effects mm-hmm. and all this like that's the, probably the closest to sketch audio that yeah. continued for a while this is this album was really like i said earlier it's the first time i've ever heard it in my life. So I was doing my best to be like, okay, where the fuck was I mentally at this point? So I was 13. I'm like, okay, I can, I get it. I get it. I know that a lot of the people who quoted it to me, and one of the reasons I didn't listen to it at the time is like, I didn't like anybody in my hometown. So anybody in my hometown who right. liked anything, I wasn't allowed to like it. Right. Um, but like listening to it is very easy to put myself, I think, in that mode of like, I'm 13. Okay, I fucking get this. The first couple tracks didn't work for me, but then like it started well, the, picking up. The opener is the terrible. First one's yeah, like, the first what one's is terrible. going on here? Like it just sounds like Adam Sandler doing this weird pedophile rant. Yeah, it's just not that funny. Yeah, and it's like the fuck is going on here but i think even that when i was 13 i was like oh shit what if the principal did that right like, <laughs> right i didn't i didn't think about that mm-hmm. being uh stupid when i was that age but, right you know. well i mean i think you need that kind of stuff too to also throw your mind off a little bit to be like wait whoa 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 you can do this yeah uh, totally. you, knew, you can do this and be funny too like even if the first sketch isn't that great like it does pick up pace yeah. and it's there's some fucking great shit on it there like i really love a lot of it medium pace is my favorite medium I, pace love is great. Yeah. I don't know why i just love this song. where it starts from and so where it ends oh yeah. builds it very well oh my and, God. yeah yeah it's like a great like 80s like cheese day yeah. rock song mm-hmm. like, oh yeah yeah, it's it's very like a formulaic like yeah. Yeah, it sounds like for, like a foreigner or something. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like oh, this is kind of a jam. It's we accidentally had it. Blasting. And then you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to listen to it. <laughs> well, we had it on way too loud with these thin windows for our neighbors. It's all old people in this neighborhood. So she's like, sweetheart, we have to turn that down. They just I'm said sorry. such and such. I'm like, you're right. Okay, turn it down. That's he knew his audience with this album oh, though, yeah. because it's like, oh, yeah. so high school based. Everything is based on janitors and teachers. And Oh, oh totally. yeah, yeah, it's totally the, mu- no, like, the mind of an ad- a young adolescent. Yeah. Like, objectively <laughs> looking at it now, I'm like, okay, he was like 27 when he recorded right. that album. Yes. That's sad. Like, so, like <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't still be preoccupied with that stuff when you're 27, but he must Unless have been a genius. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it was calculated. Like, yeah. he became a huge star off yeah. of Saturday Night Live and that it's album. like, you which... should be acting twice as mature as you are. Right <laughs> that's what's made him. He did a movie oh, about absolutely. being a grown-up kindergartner. Yeah, yeah no, that's clearly and his it's life. It's done well for him, and it influenced the the 
you know, funny bone of like millions of people. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, those yeah. those movies. You can't say he's wrong to do it. It's just. And the other thing is, like, since Cheech and Chong, I can't think of such a well-produced album. Like, just sound effects wise, yeah, atmospherically. Yeah, it's true. I li- listening to the the peeing sketch. <laughs> like great sound design. Oh, yeah. Like every oh, yeah. time the pee changes, you know exactly <laughs> yeah. what that would look like to him, and yep. you can totally imagine. Like, oh my god, this is a great sketch. Like it's all audio yeah there's some really good stuff i love the the buddy sketch for some mm-hmm. reason it's mm-hmm. just so dumb yeah it's like it, but you know the funny thing is you listen to most people now and that's the way <laughs> if you listen to a conversation at oh Starbucks, yeah it's buddy too dude buddy too <laughs> dude it's the exact same thing now people will listen i go i don't see what's funny about this this is, me and my <laughs> this is just a normal conversation maybe you're a very funny person that, but not exactly. on purpose <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maybe all of us will be dude. quite amused being around you so where are you originally from uh Denver. Denver, okay. Yep, that's right. I read Denver. that. Um, so, was your family a funny family? Did they re- obviously they, you listened to, to some good albums growing up? But... Um, my mom was kind of funny. I don't think both my parents were very funny themselves or okay. were conscious of being funny. My, my dad certainly wasn't funny at all. Okay. I mean, it was. I think that was almost more what made me interested in comedy was making my dad laugh was uh-huh. super satisfying. I remember. One of the earliest memories I have of making my dad laugh was I went on the internet at the library when I was like 13, mm-hmm. and I printed off, I found some website that someone had just transcribed Deep Thoughts by Jack Candy, mm-hmm. and I printed the entire thing. It was like 30 pages of Holy computer shit. paper, and I just read them to my dad, and he was dying <laughs> laughing. And so I felt like I was, it was like I was being funny. I was yeah. just reading somebody else being mm-hmm. funny, but mm-hmm. it was enough to make him laugh, and I was just, oh my god, this is amazing. I love... I love that this has this reaction from my dad because my yeah. dad rarely laughed. Mm-hmm. So when he was just dying, mm-hmm. that was amazing for me. I feel like a lot of people who get into comedy, most of them have a moment like that. I was actually literally, I was thinking about this just the other day of me per- transcribing the lyrics to. I don't really like ACDC, but they've got a song called "Big Balls," and my oh, friend yeah. introduced me to it, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And like, I was like, "God, I got teenager dumb for like," uh, and I was not this kind of kid. And I'm like, I transcribed them all. I'm like, "Mom, would you listen to the song?" And I was like, literally, your, your like looking at her, her, like, "Mom, no, no, she wasn't." Oh, she I'm like, wasn't? No, "Like, mom, no, look, you get it?" She's like, "Yeah, honey, I, I get it, I get it." I'm like, "No, mom, mom, no, you get balls, but like balls, and like seriously, like, and uh, I, at least yours was yours was so much more sophisticated." Um, but, like, I got grounded for saying that once. Balls? Yes. And well, no, somebody said it and I laughed and I got I got grounded for laughing at for, balls for a day or two. Whoa. Yeah. Talking because about I thought that somebody saying balls was funny. Holy shit, man. That's wow. prison. That's really strict. Yeah. yeah. What about you, strict. Mike? Did you have like a moment where you I know you've talked several I have times no about ball moments. I have no ball, <laughs> no ball moments. Ever in your life? No ball moments. You gotta no. get out more, man. Mine private. was uh I, when I did a there was a I've talked about this before, but it was yeah. early on the podcast. There was a, a sketch, uh, sorry, a talent show that the Spanish Club oh, did yeah. every year, <laughs> and and um, John Leguizamo had his great <laughs> sketch show on House of Buggin that I yeah, loved that was on TV at the time. <laughs> and so I did these really show. racist. I didn't know at the time they were racist sketches about Chicanos, and I'm like getting up there and a white guy doing it for the Spanish Club, and the crowd went crazy, and I'm like, this is great. So the next. Year I just ripped off Leguizamo again and yeah. just did all of the sketches again. Like, look at me. These are 
serious. And that's for me when I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> but then it was like, you, you got to start doing some of your own stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the point, like, okay, this is cool. But then you weren't, we weren't telling anybody that they were from House of Buggin'. We were just mm -hmm. doing the sure. sketches. Sure. <laughs> Nobody was watching. Nobody was canceled after, oh, two I, two after seasons. a season. But we had the tapes for two, three years. So sure. we just kept watching them. Yeah. I, I did that. I mean, my, my friend... Uh, Brent and I in middle school we did a talent show for the school and we just did Dana Carvey doing President Bush. Yeah, <laughs> like that was all we we did an impression of Dana Carvey yeah, doing an impression great. and people awesome. loved it and we mm -hmm. were, thought we were gods for mimicking someone we saw on TV. That's so good. Yeah, that's, dumb. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like, but that's like when when your brain is in a like you want to create but you don't know exactly how. Yeah, Your totally. first instinct is, I've got to take that thing that it just makes me want to do a thing and do exactly that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, that, I mean, we talk about that a lot. I mean, I feel like that's... that's. Oh, yeah. What was the first, I mean, what was the first thing you directed then? Like, how? when did that, you realize it? It that? was actually a... Well, I was making movies with friends when I was 13, 14. Mm -hmm. um, my parents had a really crappy video camera that we used for family events, and yeah. we just started making stuff. My friend... Peter and I would make uh, like westerns and things mm -hmm. in his basement, and then the first I, I ended up going to um, like an arts public school mm -hmm. that was uh, in Denver called Denver School of the Arts, and I took filmmaking there. And um, the first thing I made that was funny, that was almost like a sketch, was pretty much a direct ripoff of a Kids in the Hall sketch. Okay, where, there's a Kids in the Hall sketch where. Um, God, I forget who he, which one it even is, but he's got a pen mm -hmm. that he loves, and uh, like I think Dave Foley leaves a bank with his pen, and he uh -huh. goes on this big chase to get his pen back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made yeah. the exact same idea when uh -huh. I was in high school, just totally ripped it off. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it at the yeah. time, but clearly it had just stuck with mm -hmm. me, and then I, one of the guys who was in the short was like, you know, this is a lot like that Kids in the Hall sketch, and we watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly like that. <laughs> but that was the first funny thing I made, and mm -hmm. so showing we actually had a screening for it and showing it to an audience and hearing people laugh that was really huge for me so that was awesome. the first thing that I really was serious about mm -hmm. making and just started making shorts from then on yeah all the time did you ever did you make friends over comedy or no like I know some people like you know I listened to comedy albums with my best friend as a kid and you know that kind of bond oh totally and... yeah no I think all my friends and I Loved Weird Al more yeah. than anything. I think we eventually got to that place where we were just huge Weird Al fans. That's I mean, awesome. that was parody. Really, I don't know. Parody always really got me. I mm -hmm. just really was into parody from a young age. I loved Mad Magazine and, sure. and Weird yeah. Al, and so that, those were just kind of a natural marriage. So I definitely made friends over Weird. You know, you saw someone like with a Weird Al album putting it into their CD player, and you're like, oh. He's one of us. Yeah. He's a weird alpha man. Let's go talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few times when I was like hanging out with people and we were kinda like testing the water so yeah. we'd be friends for a while or not and then like yeah, you would kinda be like, Alright, this this person's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got weird, weird album. We're gonna listen to it. Oh yeah. Awesome. No, that definitely that's that's a key. But l luckily it's kind of cool now. I mean, at least in the comedy world. It's okay. And I love that. Like that's Yeah, I think I think comedy is just so it's such a great community now mm -hmm. that like people who are just fans can kind of get exposed to and then meet other people that like the same comedy and mm -hmm. it's kind of almost turned into a second music scene it's as mm -hmm. big as music now which i really love yeah. it's really become a big it's not just a oh i got a date on saturday let's go to the comedy club the yeah. chuckle bit you know <laughs> like that was comedy for the 80s and it was like oh yeah. so it's kind of great that all these underground comedy 
found audiences and now it's a big thing. How, what, um, do you, can you remember having a realization that playing straight or shooting straight can make something that much more funny? Um, yeah, I think, uh, that's a good question. It was probably more a slow process. Really, yeah. for me, it's just always been my inclination. Yeah. I love movies. I love genres. I love studying different genres and mm. seeing what makes them tick and understanding them. So for me, I just always wanted to make different genres. But I also love comedy and I like being silly and I don't really take much seriously. Mm -hmm. So there was always that, okay, let's make this type of thing, but let's make it funny. So... One of the first things I made was a, a horror movie, a little five, ten minute horror movie called Feathers, which was mm -hmm. about a chicken that a butcher kills and it comes back to life and yes. it haunts him and it tries to murder him. And so awesome. it was a horror movie and we tried <laughs> to make it scary too. and creepy. Yeah. yeah, actually, I was like, oh, Feathers would be maybe a good thing to do again. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was like really badly made. But mm -hmm. I, it was always like, oh, let's make this look real. Let's mm -hmm. make this. I always wanted to make movies, so I always wanted to make anything I was working on look like a movie because yeah. I was like, oh, I. I feel like I'm making a movie, it's more fun. So yeah. there was always that, let's get the quality better, let's make it look better, let's yeah. figure out what makes movies tick and, and incorporate that into whatever I was making at the time. I feel like that fascination, that is definitely something as a kid that totally fucking escaped me. Which is weird, because I, you know, my dad is a, not a professional photographer, but a photographer, and I loved photography and making photos look great but when it came to getting in front of a video camera i was like let's just shoot the fucking thing and be done with it and i don't know why i had that instinct as a kid i wish i'd had the instinct to be like let's make this look really nice and make this look as but i mean it does it just it serves the comedy and i can't remember my moment in realizing just play it straight or just make it look beautiful and um uh, how how long does it take you to do an episode of Key and Peele? Well, we we shoot all of our sketches in a big block. We yeah. really don't break stuff into episodes okay. until after we've shot it. So okay. we we shoot our sketches. This season we did um, sixty eight sketches, uh -huh. and uh, we shot those over thirty two days. So we shot Shit. we shoot an average of two point two sketches a day is the average Jesus. we have to maintain. So wow. we're always shooting at least two. A lot of times we're shooting three in a day. Mm -hmm. So it's really really tight production schedule. But um, and then we shoot our live stuff over the course. Of, we do two shows a night for mm -hmm. our live stuff. So Man. all told, this season it was thirty seven days of actual physical production. And then we're doing these Obama Luther topical pieces yeah. which yeah. we're dropping into episodes oh right so we're doing like next week's episode we'll have a little obama luther piece that we shot on thursday about the debate right uh, so i was wondering about air, that because so. i was like are they doing some of the stuff currently because yeah we're gonna all to the way through the great. election yeah we, we're so gonna amazing. have a, yeah, an awesome. obama from here on out i think every episode until the election has a, a topical obama luther cool. piece because we're kind of trying to you know we're seeing what snl is done with political sure. stuff and it's like oh we have a good obama let's let's use that yeah yes. yeah shit i gotta say though like the opening sketch to this i was like all right let's let's see what happens in season two just to do <laughs> that much slow-mo in a row like <laughs> just keep fucking everyone was like are you 120 frames a second are you sure that's still gonna is be that what funny? you did oh, yeah Jesus, we shot it 120 were they FPS. playing it slow-mo to it all no how not fast really. was the actual shot then how many seconds is i that mean all? it's pretty fast yeah i mean like that walking around the corner and tripping at the beginning that's like maybe five seconds of, of walking so it really it was, it was definitely amazing. uh yeah. we, were, we kind of knew how we were gonna i kind of had an idea how <laughs> yeah. i was gonna cut it but it was like how slow is that really gonna be yeah. so it actually worked out and then we were i was looking for a song for a long time and mm -hmm. then found the music and it all just kind of fell together but 
whose choice was it to not and thank them, whoever they are, not have a uh, laugh laugh track? Um, oh, that yes. was that's a, an interesting story. Um, that was all of us. We uh, the, there's basically five of us who are kind of the head of the show, mm-hmm. which is Keegan and Jordan, obviously, and then uh, Ian Roberts and Jay Martell, mm-hmm. who are the showrunners, and then me. And so we all, um, the intention was always to have a laugh track because that's what the Comedy Central model is sure. and that's what they wanted. So we did the pilot and we edited the sketches and everyone got really used to watching the sketches as little short films. And everyone was like, God, they don't feel like sketches. They feel like little movies. Yeah. And then we shot the live audience stuff and we showed the audience the sketches and recorded their laughter. So we had real laughs. We took it into the audio mix and it was like, oh my God, this is ruining the sketches. This yeah. is totally taking yeah. it we built these great little scenes for these things to happen and then you get this wash of laughter over it and we yeah. hated it so we we asked the network hey can, you know we really don't like laughs over the sketches and it was a whole big discussion yeah. and they, they ended up focus group testing it Jesus. both hate, ways and it was just a nightmare so <laughs> when the show got picked up we brought it up again and mm-hmm. it was a big battle again and we finally won in the first season mm-hmm. and so we we loved it without the sketches yeah. we were like that's it we're done Second season, they wanted laughs over the sketches oh again, gosh. and it was a whole another big thing. And it ended up going. It's like, did you watch the first season? I, and yeah, see how I mean, it it, works? I, I think in their in their defense, they they want the experience to be as inclusive for the home audience sure. as it is. They go to these tapings, which the tapings oh, are a lot sure. of fun. Yeah. They see the audience laughing their ass off at a sketch, and it's this great big sound of laughs and. It's a really wonderful feeling. And yeah. if there was a way to translate oh, that sure. to the home experience, of course I would love to do that. But you just you just can't. Everyone's watching on a small screen. They have, you know, the best case scenario is they have a decent sound system and a pretty yeah. big screen. But even then, you just you can't do it. And it yeah. takes away a lot of what makes our sketches work. So mm-hmm. this time they actually, it was like the 11th hour, we were mixing the first episode. And they, they let us know that day. They're like, all right, we trust you guys. You know, we'll... We'll let you do it again without laughs. So yeah, it was down to the wire, but we won at the last second, cool. which was good. Holy cow! <laughs> um, the uh, sorry, I, I, I always end up derailing this this stuff. The last podcast we did, we didn't talk about the album at all. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, I, I want to make sure because this is something that that obviously was important at one point, and I, I feel like these albums, like, was it was it? Were you mostly listening to this yourself, like, or or? Um... I think it was a little bit of both. I definitely listened to it by myself, mm-hmm. which, looking back, I'm like, how how many times can you listen to a sketch and still <laughs> right. get enjoyment out of it? But I definitely listened to it with friends mm-hmm. often. I mean, we memorized it. And yeah. So there was definitely... It was, it was a little bit of both. But I did, you know, um, listening to music and also listening to comedy was a big... Uh, escape for me as a kid because yeah. just anywhere you were you could listen to something funny so i remember listening to it on the bus a lot for yeah some reason. is there a certain type of music do you have any music that's got like a comedic edge to it i mean even like punk can have a comedic edge yeah actually i loved um when i was when i was around the same age i loved uh green jello did you guys yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Green jello and they uh, had to change the name to green jelly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right by jello <laughs> and, yeah, yeah and so they had a song that was like like about the three little pigs. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so music like that, yeah, a lot of punk music was like like no effects. No effects is hilarious. Ridiculous and green. The Day dead milkman. Milkman. Yeah, totally. Oh, God. That's good stuff. So yeah, I mean there was kind of a yeah, and even like I said, rap skits. Like I listened to a lot of Dr. Dre at that age too, and mm-hmm. there was always like these little weird skits in between songs That's that were kind so of funny, funny and stupid and really high concept sometimes. Uh-huh. Like sometimes it was like 
I remember there was one, I forget whose album it was, where he's like on trial between whether he's going to go to hell or heaven. Uh-huh. And it was like kind of philosophical. And it was the Snoop album. Was it Snoop? Yeah, it was a Snoop album. <laughs> Murder was the case. Yeah. Um, Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was a crazy... There was like a whole plot. There was a whole plot to the, the album. Song. And then they, really? did a, they did a 45 minute movie. Yeah, of it that's too. right. Was, oh my God. Yeah. I totally forgot about Seriously? that. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a 45 minute oh, movie yeah. of the whole album. And it was the sketches were in between. And they actually Holy shot them. Yeah. yeah. And they lip synced the sketches that they had recorded. Yeah, so. that's yeah. right. It was like a VHS. It's yeah. Sam Goody. You could buy yeah. it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, Snoop, <laughs> so Snoop weird. Lion now. Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's really funny to me. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Huh. Dude, I was really into hip hop at that time when I was younger, so I like bought that shit. I was like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> badass, man!" <laughs> you weren't singing that stuff out loud, out loud like when oh, you were yes. doing Richard Pryor sketches. Of course you were. That's exactly yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> yes, Mike had well, no. Well, it's upstate New York. Like, no I concept, don't care. Though. It's a different world up there. I it know. Is. You can't, Sadly. you can't judge. Yep. <laughs> How do you rebel? I say this all the time. How do you rebel when you've got two liberal parents who one plays yeah. drum, drums in a rock band, the other's an actor? You do you? I'm I think you become hip-hop. a young Republican. Yeah, yeah like, that way. Like, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank yeah, you for speaking. going the direction that you did. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you're better off for it. You really, you really are. <laughs> it all, my musical taste. This is cut off topic. Completely changed. I mean, I always listen to comedy. Uh, comedy music to me mm-hmm. is my favorite. Like, I yeah. love comedy music. I love Garfunkel and Oates, and I say this every episode. Tim Minchin. I love those. Th- mm-hmm. th- those are two new ones. You know, Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I just love comedy music. But the issue with comedy music is, I can listen to it over and over. When you go to see him live. It's like, this is a great song, but I've heard it 30 times. You go, go write new stuff. You know, like, you can't have people write new songs all the time. No, Seriously. So that's, that's the issue. And, and that's for me now, it's become what comedy, to me, a lot of these albums were, is I'm going to introduce other people to it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm taking you to this show because this guy is hilarious. Yeah. See how funny it is? I promise. Well, of course, I'm not literally. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, listen. Wait, listen to this part. Things with Mike. He just elbows me. <laughs> My lips are so bruised right now. Yeah, yeah. It, but, yeah. Yeah, that's just... And I got into... I changed my musical taste from hip-hop when... I've been a singer my whole life. When this rock band came up to me and said, we need a singer for this Rage Against the Machine song. And I was only into rap at the time. And that was uh-huh. like 10th grade. And I was so like... And I was like, Rage Against the Machine... Let me listen. I listened. I was like, this guy's rap. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so I did it. And then they wanted to do a uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix song. And I literally said this. I said... Hendrix is black. Sure, I'll do that song. <laughs> and so, so I sang Hendrix. Amazing. And then, from then on, not watching, uh, Mike is the, very And then I just got into punk. Dead Milkman after that. It went right yeah. from that to my friends were all listening to Dead Milkman. Like, awesome. this is awesome. This yeah. is great. I'm going to listen to them. Uh-huh. And so I started listening. But that's why I like Adam Sandler's st- early stuff. And I mean, early, not like he has any new albums out or anything right. like that. But I just love his the, the music stuff of it. I yeah. just, I've always loved it. Well, and that, yeah. that's, that definitely holds us together yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. that's a big thing for him, like how he got really big on SNL, too. For like, sure. people looked forward to all those songs. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. like sometimes uh, you'd, you'd be like, did you see last night? There's a new song. And, and everybody would yeah. be singing it. It's true. He took a lot of chances people then. tape them. And, oh, he, yeah. He could, he could. He had the ability to just say, let's do this. 
You know, who cares if it works? Oh yeah, Let's just, have Chris Farley just, uh, dress up like a lunch yeah, lady. Like that's and a, that's a bold choice me. by Lauren yeah. Michaels. Like, <laughs> give it to Lauren. Like he yeah. has amazing instincts for yeah. what would seem like a stupid idea to anyone else to go over great. You know, yeah. in America. I I uh, I mean that that's one thing. Listening to this, and I'm like, shit. I kind of wish there was more. He's got a beautiful voice. Like, he's an amazing <laughs> singer. Oh like, yeah, an amazing performer. And I like I was kind of like I remember when the wedding singer came out. I'm like, this is not the kind of movie I want to watch. But then I ended up really loving. That's it. That's a really good movie. Yeah, it's really sweet movie. movie really uh, great. Performances. And there's karaoke at the end. <laughs> that's true. And on the DVD, there's karaoke of all the music. Oh really? Yes. Oh, yes. That's a great. Yeah, most of it. Most oh, of it. Man. You can do oh, like. That's a really smart idea. For yeah, it was, it's, it's really good. Like you can do. It's got rappers to. My my <laughs> Jamie can do that song. She can rap. I know she can rap the heck out of eighty five percent of that song. Yeah. Rap yeah. fourteen minute version. I can get pretty That's deep awesome. into it, and then I'm like, oh, it's getting a little foggy now. But usually it's, up it's to a like lot. the Superman it's part. It's a lot to go through. Like there's a lot of oh, words yeah. in that song, yeah. and they're very fast. It's a complicated yeah. story too. And if you get off rhythm or not, you're screwed. Oh, you're totally screwed. Because it's yeah. it's got a big. It's got. A I always get. I always get like drunk confidence and choose it at karaoke. Oh wow. I can get through the whole thing, and there is that certain point. I'm like, I've uh, <laughs> lost it. Shit. Do uh, is I mean is uh, Adam Sandler? I mean, obviously he's he's had he's kind of had the Eddie Murphy more metamorphosis, where it's like his stuff is much more kid oriented and stuff. Sure, sure. But yeah. I mean, is like. Uh, did you follow him because of the album? Did you keep listening to all of his stuff? Oh, or? yeah. I mean, well, I didn't listen. When the next album came out, I was aware of it, and I kind of uh-huh. heard some of it, but I didn't buy it. Yeah. I think by that point, I was old enough that it just didn't appeal to me quite as much. Yeah. But his movies oh, were huge for yeah. years and years. I mean, mm-hmm. it was I would see every single one. And then I started getting a little too sophisticated yeah, for yeah. those two. And yeah. They, they themselves, uh, while they didn't start off too sophisticated, they might have gotten less sophisticated. Yeah, but yeah, there's something some really charming about Billy Madison and having mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just They're dumb, but they're really sweet. And mm-hmm. yeah. Even Big Daddy, like Big Daddy I really liked. I don't think I've seen it. Big Daddy. I don't think. There's some really good, just funny bits and also really good moments and since I was in film school when Punch Drunk Love came out it was like perfect I'm like oh my god I'm pretty sure I said mise-en-scene two or three times when I was talking about it you know but I love that movie too I really like Punch Drunk Love I love P.T. Anderson yeah I just yeah anything Oh, you know, we talked in the last podcast about how there's a bunch of movies I haven't seen. There's a few of his that I'm supposed to have seen, but I won't say that I have. That I have. There's not many. He hasn't made many. I think he's it, made five. That's or what I'm six saying. Total. Yeah, but like I haven't Magnolia. seen. I've seen that one. Uh, uh, Boogie Nights. Never seen there it. Will be, you've never there seen will, Boogie Nights? Never seen oh, I know. Go see Boogie Nights. I know. I know. That's it's whatever. so good. It will be blood. really good. Never seen it. Heart oh, eight. you gotta see. Mm-mm. Heart 8. Heart 8 you don't gotta see. Yeah. Yeah. Master yeah, just came out. I really want to see that. We want to see that. Yeah. I do. See, I, I would see Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood before that. I loved The Master. I thought, I thought it was good. Great. I thought it was I, good. I really it wasn't my favorite it. of his, yeah. but I, I thought it was a very good movie. Yeah, I really, yeah. I mean, I will see, I... I would watch his dailies, and I kind of feel like I did with that movie. So yeah, yeah. is that what I, I it's, see impression? Yeah, I mean, it's really it's just an, such amazing performances, and the yeah, way that it's exactly. filmed is really gorgeous. See, that's and bold. what I was kind of blown away by. Yeah, the way it looks. Oh, uh, it looks fantastic! And see it in seventy millimeter if you can, because yeah. it's just such a rich image. What did he gorgeous. do? Do you have any idea? Because some of it looked like kind of not quite two color technicolor but it had that i think they just they just just from shooting it on the film that they shot it on and i think they had amazing lenses i mean the depth of field is 
so shallow on some of those really? shots, and it's just these beautiful. It almost looks so like old much. portrait photography. Right, a lot of the right. Time. It's just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe I should see it once with the sound off because, like, that's I know that's one of the reasons I want to see it in the first place because I love the look of the trailer. Yeah, so. it's it's beautiful, but the performances are as beautiful. As, I bet as the cinematography. I hadn't I mean, realized that really... Joaquin Phoenix hadn't done anything since two thousand eight. Are you joking? No. What with the the fake documentary yeah. thing? Yeah. Holy shit. Was he, that his last project? That was the last project thing. Was, was the one with Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. Yeah, that was the last movie. Oh, this is the first movie since then. I, when I found that, I was like, that's crazy. He's He seems like he's in my conscious relevance and <laughs> yeah. that I've seen him somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But this is... Well, they do great. play Gladiator like every yeah, weekend right, on yeah. USA. He so. was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I remember really loving Gladiator when I was young. <laughs> God, I loved that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. It was, it was yeah. it's just beautiful, but it's. Yeah. I was so annoyed because it was the same year that Magnolia came out, and Magnolia wasn't nominated for anything at the Oscars, and Gladiator won. The, and yeah. that's what yeah. that's what killed me. So <laughs> 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 they that kickstarted a weird decade. God, it oh, yeah. that was like crash yeah, and like. Oh, yeah, guys, what are we doing? Awkward there for Get a while. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um. So what? What's the first professional comedy thing then that you shot that you put together? Uh, the very first thing I did for money mm-hmm. in comedy was um, I did a web series with Jonah Ray in two thousand. We started shooting in two thousand six. Oh, yeah. yeah, called the Freeloaders Guide mm-hmm. for superdeluxe.com, dot com, which was a Turner Broadcasting venture online that uh-huh. failed within a year. And uh-huh. They spent like a hundred million dollars on it. Oh, wow. Just get everybody I knew had like a deal with them. Everyone was getting paid, not amazing money, but for us, we were all yeah. starving assholes. Sure, it sure, was sure. great money. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we'll give you, you know, X amount of dollars to give us a bunch of five-minute things. It's crazy. We had no idea how good we had it at yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So that was the first, that was what, uh, the, you know, I, I had been making stuff and doing it as a side venture, and I had made a feature before then, and yeah. I had done some other stuff, but that was the first time that... Um, it became like a job mm-hmm. and it was something where I was like, Oh, this is actually a viable source of income now. So yeah. I'm going to start doing this. So yeah, I kind of never looked back from doing it, even though it didn't always pay my bills. But, yeah. 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 You know, it was, uh, is directing, enough. directing wise is, is comedy strictly where you are. I don't like to pigeonhole anybody or let them pigeonhole themselves, but no, no, I actually really love, um, a lot of different genres and I'm kind of have an itch now to do something besides comedy. I yeah. did a, the, Second feature I did was a sci-fi horror thriller. Awesome. That was set on an oil rig, and it's like a creature feature, and it's totally non-comedic at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, after I did that, I started doing um, sketches with the Midnight Show, and Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a fun exercise while I I did a post on this movie. And so it just kind of turned into what I did, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I'd like to do something that doesn't have to be funny. Right. It's it, I need to take a little a little comedy break for a while, and I just am interested in making stuff besides comedy. Right, but right, right. I always, I think with my personality, I just kind of naturally come back to comedy because mm-hmm. it's just more fun to make. Of course, of it's course. Just, there's something nice about going to work and laughing all day. So right. It's yeah. fun. I mean, because I mean, the thing is, the the feel I get from watching Key and Peele is, is very similar to what I get from watching Edgar Wright's movies because yeah. of just this commitment to image, this commitment to translating 
the idea of a genre or the uh, idea of a situation. Timing. Oh well, yeah, oh, the timing. The timing's fucking amazing. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I don't know if you like Edgar Wright's oh, films absolutely. or not. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I know it seems like everybody totally, does, but totally, I don't want to assume. Yeah. I think he's an incredible director. I mean, he, he has this. Um, sense of pacing that I really admire. His movies mm-hmm. move like, so fast. It's like a comic book. Yeah, it's just, I. it's so not where my brain goes uh-huh. in editing a lot of the time, uh-huh. but it's such a, it's so much fun to just be on that ride that I really admire that. And he has a, like you said, a commitment to genre and, and a really deep respect for, especially action movies. Like, I love action movies and he clearly loves action yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. So anything that can blend elements of action and comedy I love and I think we're at a real dry point for action comedies I really yeah the yeah. world needs better action comedies so. and, I, well, and there have been like some some attempt you know the, the thing is I know the hangovers is just retardedly popular like just massively popular the thing that blew me away about watching that movie is kind of the same thing it looks so fucking good yeah it yeah. looked like it was a drama movie that might be one of them was <laughs> gonna get raped and killed and stuffed in a yeah. trunk you know like I didn't know what was going on like at first so it I, there's the potential. We, there's clearly a bunch of talented people working on things like that. Yeah. I think especially with the internet and there's so many great filmmakers making comedy. Like I always equate it with um, this kind of boom in online comedy that's happened with the music video craze of the 80s yeah. where mm-hmm. suddenly there was all this opportunity to make stuff and people had this great you know, opportunity to, to – practice their craft and get paid to do it and Mm -hmm. just make things look cool and so now with comedy it's kind of oh there's a bunch of filmmakers who may not otherwise have done comedy working in comedy and there was almost I, i i made the point the other day with a friend of mine there was like an arms race starting in like 2007 2008 uh-huh. where it was like oh we have we got to get better lenses we got to make stuff look like features and yeah. suddenly online comedy was looking better than tv and yeah it was really like leading the way for visually oriented comedy and so yeah so it was kind of scary I think, yeah <laughs> a little yeah. bit it was yeah there was like people were i mean there's people making stuff on youtube that blows me away to mm-hmm. this day and it's like yeah. God, they don't have a budget they're you know it's yeah it's incredible incredible work so i think a lot of those people are going to start graduating into you know television and filmmaking and making features and and start bringing that that aesthetic to bigger projects. So I think we're almost there. I think yeah. it's, it's coming. Do you have, uh, as a director, do you have, and maybe this is, this is too tight of a, a couple things to limit you to, but do you have like a writer's brain or an actor's brain or do you, is there some place or a cinematographer's brain or all of them? Like, do you know where you're coming from as a director? Like, yeah, I'm, I, I try to have a good handle on all of them. And mm-hmm. I try to, um, like I, for me, I love, uh, learning new things. I love kind of soaking up the knowledge and I love filmmaking so much that I love learning about every part of the process. So, um, I like to be involved in every part of the process where I'm really lucky to work on the show where I get to be involved at every step of the way. And that's non-typical for a TV director. So I I really, I, I definitely have weaknesses as a director Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to focus on or try to work with. I think I struggled with, um, really knowing how to work with actors for the first part of directing. I mean, it took mm-hmm. years to kind of, cause it just wasn't something I had done. I didn't really do acting. I didn't yeah. really know many actors. I was always working with people who were just friends and stuff. Sure. So learning how to like direct acting was something that I had to learn to. A lot of the other stuff kind of just came to me a little bit easier. And so 
I, I try to keep it even. I think I probably focus on the visual aesthetic a mm -hmm. little bit more sometimes, but uh, it definitely is a whole process for me. But it probably helps having that as second nature, right? Just yeah, how yeah. to make something I, look pretty. It, it helps with, um, I, I'm really crazy about the coverage that I get and blocking yeah. the scenes and, and making them feel as organic as possible and then figuring out how to cover that to tell the story. And I, mm -hmm. So that part of it now comes pretty easily for me and yeah. it's helped me be able to focus on the other stuff that I just didn't didn't uh, didn't prioritize at mm -hmm. a certain point. And then once I kinda got comfortable with the other stuff, it was like, oh now I can really get all the other tools that I need to have to Yeah, I'm always director. curious where people come from because you know sometimes you know you'll start as a writer or like actors tend to be obviously great at directing other actors, mm -hmm. but they're Maybe one exception who made his shit look like really beautiful on his first try was George Clooney because I love Confessions yeah. of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. Like it feels like a guy who's trying to direct a movie and be interesting, but it still works. The yeah, whole time for I, me. I think it's I think that's purely a factor of George Clooney just being a really smart guy mm -hmm. and you know knowing being on enough. I, I love anyone who has got started working on terrible shit mm. and just <laughs> l understood how to okay, how do I make good stuff? And yeah. get, went on that journey. And for a guy who started as like the dopey hunk on Golden Girls and stuff. I know. Right? To get to be like an Oscar-nominated producer and actor, it's like, okay, that guy clearly has a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. He gets it. So. It was, I mean, it was such a cheesy part for such a, just a... We I mean, literally saw I mean, that it's, episode it can the other be a cheesy, oh, really? It can be a really cheesy show sometimes, but like, yeah. but like it was... Even exceptionally cheesy oh, for that yeah. show, <laughs> yeah. which is usually a smart, funny, semi-cheesy show. You know, yeah. I was just like, "Who is this guy?" And then I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah, it kind of surprised me too. Can you? Is there a, like a? Are there other sketch shows that you really love? I know you loved SNL, but anything that you grew up watching that was kind of made you that you wanted to draw from when doing this show? Or um, definitely Kids in the Hall, Mr. Show. Yeah. Um, in Living Color a little bit, but mm -hmm. Living Color was always just, to me, a, a, a filmed stage sketch show. Their yeah. sketches really never broke out of that. Mm -hmm. And I was always attracted to stuff that had a short film quality to it. So, yeah. like, the sketches in Kids in the Hall that did that were amazing. And, and then later in life, Ben Stiller show. I didn't oh, yeah. really watch Ben Stiller show when it was on because I was young right. and it just wasn't on my radar. But watching it later, that show was incredibly yeah, ahead of I, its time. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it when it was on either, but... Yeah, just uh, just oh, from the lighting nice. perspective, the way he filmed them. I mean, that watching that now, it's like, oh, of course Ben Stiller went on and became Ben Stiller because yeah. it was all there on that show. That shows um, and the writing staff on that show, like all of everyone on that Solid. show. Solid. Yeah. Odenkirk and yeah. Apatow. Oh yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I I met Apatow last year, uh, earlier this year, and um, he just told me stories about working on the Ben Stiller show and oh. it was like the most amazing oh, wow. conversation I've ever had. I like, bet. Because he was 26 working on that Shit, show. Yeah, right. And like somehow became like a producer on it and mm -hmm. had this crazy experience. So just talking about like working on a sketch show yeah. with Judd Apatow was like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's fun. And for something like, like that, that I mean, I know it was built primarily on a lot of parody like and yeah. th that's that's something you're not really doing on this show very much yeah it's interesting we um we made a very conscious choice to not be that type of show we didn't mm -hmm. want to do we don't I, don't I think none of us respond to comedy that's just 
hey, here's a reference to something you're yeah. aware of and not bringing anything to it. There's no observation to it. It's just yeah. referencing things that you're... And especially like with pop culture stuff where it's like, oh, this is popular, so we'll make a sketch about it and just kind of put our spin on it yeah. and make fun of the characters or the actors. We didn't really want to do that. So we do... We're definitely doing um, genre parody, but we like to keep it, you know what's the message of the sketch or mm -hmm. what's the what's the observation we're trying to make and then let's fit it into a genre that works for it and mm -hmm. enhances the whole thing. So, yeah, we kind of mm -hmm. avoid... We have a little bit more this year, but it's still pretty vague. It's not, like, directed at one specific, oh, this thing, we're making fun of that. Yeah. You know, so... Out of curiosity, uh, do you, which is why you asked questions, so I don't know why I said out of curiosity. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> have you bought a lot like any because I, I mean other than vinyl I don't buy comedy albums I'm not really even aware besides of like the stand up that I hear about on podcasts what's mm -hmm. out there I mean have, have you bought any like lately or anything that you've picked um, up aside from like friends albums yeah. that I buy more out of supporting the friendship sure, sure. than a desire to actually physically own an mm -hmm. album not really I mean I've more I've done yeah I, I bought a uh, well, I guess that's still video specials. I, I downloaded mm -hmm. the Louis C.K. special. Yeah. But I guess I was buying comedy albums up until about 2006. It was mm -hmm. really like when YouTube became enough of a thing that yeah. you could search for their acts online yeah. and yeah. just watch them perform comedy. Mm -hmm. I didn't really buy, need to buy stand-up albums anymore. Yeah. And, and especially, I, I moved to L.A. in 2002, and I started seeing people I wanted to see, so I didn't have to to buy it so much but, right but yeah i mean podcast has definitely replaced the you know the audio comedy mm -hmm. portion of my uh, entertainment existence right <laughs> right um so let me I, i'm trying to think i don't i don't want to gloss over anything about the album for you as a kid is there anything what, like, no i just thought of someone who actually still does sketches in between there's like their stuff and the tenacious d Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, I yeah. Just remember totally. that now. Yeah. Like, and actually, I did buy still... the last Tenacious I mean, D album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That new I mean, half and their songs are sketches. Exactly. I do buy. So. That's yeah, I do they, buy they, musical they do in between. comedy. Style. Yeah, I still buy musical comedy. Yeah. but like I'll buy Flight of the Concord stuff. Oh and yeah, yeah, I mean, I like. <laughs> I enjoy supporting comedy financially yeah. when I can. Sure. So sure. If there's something I really like, I'll always make an effort to. Like, how can I buy this? I gotta, I gotta own yeah. this. I think it's yeah. easier to buy comedy, musical comedy uh, albums now mm -hmm. than it is stand-up albums. Personally, for me, because I listen, I listen every time a new album comes out. Mm -hmm. I have Spotify subscription, so I, I listen to, I'll listen to it multiple times on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm not gonna purchase the stand-up album, sure. but I'll listen to it whenever I want. But with the music stuff, I go out and I buy it and I purchase it. And I have yeah. It. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Weird Al's latest yeah. album was actually really good. Yeah. yeah. There, there was yeah. one within the last ten years that wasn't as great, but he's still, oh, I, he's my fucking he's hero. So, Have you met him? That's yeah, I'm curious. yeah. Like, I, he, know I, did a, um, I did a Web Soup special with him. Oh, right, you did where, Web Soup, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. what am I saying? It was, uh, he's the nicest man in the world. Yeah, and he remembered, like I met him... God, when was the first time I met him? Because he remembered me. He was awesome. like, yes, Peter, good to see you. And I was like, no, you don't remember me. Come on. Like, even if he's just being nice, you don't, he doesn't have to do that. He right? can be like, hey, how are you? Good to see you. And he's just so nice. He's so nice. And he, we did the dumbest. I mean, he, the sketch was he gets trapped in a, in like a 
break room with uh, Sarah Jean Underwood, mm-hmm. and they're trapped in a room at the G4 offices, and it was so dumb, and he didn't have to do it, and he just loves Jonah, and he yeah. he's just the nicest guy in the world. So, so fucking like, cool. You can't say anything bad about him. Right. So he probably <sighs> kills hookers. You know, that's he has to get it out. He probably makes right? him laugh first. He's got well, sure. Yeah, Try some dinner at least. Like they're probably terminally ill hookers, even. So yeah, they, yeah. He's just, just like a, a, nice a mercy kill. Yeah. It's a mercy yeah. kill. Just saying, he has to get it out somewhere because he can't just. Oh, he definitely has a dark side in his music. That's true. I guess yeah, he gets to do it on stage. He gets to yeah. be a badass. But he talks on stage. about that he doesn't have a dark side. I hear him talk about no, I don't have a dark side. I'm not that dark. I'm well, just generally a happy guy. I don't guy. know how he is like as a as a day to day human he being. He's generally I think he just a happy gets dude. It out in, in his, in he his was writing. on Mark Maron's podcast. It didn't swear once. Oh, I, he and I, need I've to. never heard him swear. He didn't He's make a dark reference. Oh once. no, I think he really is just generally like genuinely that happy. Yeah, and, yeah. And great. And yeah. I love that. Like he's that's as well adjusted he's, as all of us hope that he's we like can Jesus. Be we should base the religion around him. <laughs> agree. I agree. I yeah, so could only I go. Think well. long hair I think too. there's an unspoken yeah. religion I think built so. around where I hope so. I hope there's a religion based around song. Parody. Yeah, Weird Al is one of those things where, like, if if you get into that ironic period of your life, you might discard him because you're like, oh, whatever. Oh, sure, that's still, you sure. know. And he's... I don't think I ever had that. I consciously had to avoid that because I had a girlfriend who, despite being very sweet, didn't like Weird Al, and I'm like. I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back. I'm going to go see the concert with my best friend. And we're going to go see him in person. But I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. Like, it really upset me. It really upset me. I think because I had that experience, I never, never let, uh, I never got too, um, too cynical about Weird Al. Yeah. No, that's good. Cynicism kills your love of comedy. You got to maintain your, And a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things, yeah. A lot of enjoyable things are ruined by cynicism. I don't believe in guilty down. pleasures. Like, if you're a pleasure, people. yeah, right. Just own it. If you enjoy it, it's okay. Just yeah. say you enjoy it. You don't have to be yeah, guilty. Yeah, you know, I, that, that's a phrase I've never connected with. I'm yeah. like, uh, either you like it or you don't. You, yeah, you got yeah. it. If you're gonna get made fun of for it, deal with it. But don't feel bad for like. So what we're it. saying is, Weird Al, just it's okay that you kill hookers. <laughs> Feel yeah. just own it. Just own it. Just you tell us about it. it. Write music. Yeah. Put it in your music. I'm an Get awful, it out. He will heart. never come on the show. No, he will because he's oh. the nicest person in the world, and <laughs> he doesn't kill her. He's the best. He, he wrote, wrote one of the darkest songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the good old days. Oh yeah. The good. Oh yeah. And you really listen to some of them. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then uh, uh, Melanie's actually pretty dark too, because he kills himself at the end of that song. He kills himself. <laughs> he jumps off a building because he loves her so much. Uh-huh. This girl he's been watching through a telescope. It's fucking amazing. wow. Yeah, dark. It's dark and great. Yeah, he's got he's, it in him. He's a suicidal stalker. <laughs> yeah, fucking great. But he, he, he what, uh, I don't know. Peeping, peeping Tom at least. Yeah, that's... but no, he's a stalker. No, he's pretty much a stalker. He's yeah, pretty much he's a, stalker a stalker in that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a <laughs> stalker ballad. Um. I, I always like to make sure I ask people if you're going to recommend this album, you know, you're probably going to recommend it to people of a certain age. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, well, I guess it's got to still. I feel like if you played this for a middle school kid, they would still eat it up. Yeah. I think so. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's something timeless about beating the crap out of a bus driver. <laughs> like, that's. Kids are going to love that for generations. But yeah, I don't know if he's. I still think I some of the songs on resonate. The radar I mean, they're not, like, drop dead funny, but. The medium pace will always be funny. Medium pace will always be funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a. Uh, it's definitely an album I feel like everyone should revisit, either for the first time, like you mm-hmm. did, or for if you were a fan of it. It, it was interesting listening to it last night. It would probably been a good, you know, five, ten years since I 
gone down the Adam Sandler memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it's generally, I would say to anybody who's young, and I hope to, shit, there's some young people listening to this who don't know about comedy, because you, you, uh, anything you listen to is going to influence you, one yeah, way or the other. Totally. It's going to tell you, I want to do this, or I don't want yeah, to do this. Yeah, you love it or you hate it. Exactly. Or you tolerate it. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I want to make sure you promote things. Tell us Key and Peel Wednesdays at ten thirty on Comedy Central, right after South Park. <laughs> I've memorized that spiel. I bet. Um, yeah, no, I mean we're uh, we've got eight more episodes left to air as of right now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a really fun season, <laughs> we want and we more. really want to do more. So we hope that they pick it up for a third season. So only ten episodes. Fun. Ten episodes. That upsets yeah. me. I know. I, know. I mean, we did I, eight the first season. I mean, that's a quality control thing more. too. But it's yeah, it's honestly we, we we didn't even take a break between the first and se- second season because they picked us up right away. Oh, so we went right back into writing and production. That's amazing. And uh, we're all kind of like, okay, let's take a little break before the next season. Yeah, it's tough, especially with our production schedule, getting them on the air this close. I mean, we finish mm-hmm. them about four days before the air right now, so we're kind of mm. on the South Park schedule Damn. for delivery. So. Damn. It's super tight. Uh, and you're on Twitter? I am on Twitter, at uh, Atencio, my last name. Uh, what else? <laughs> Where did um, I find you? Your website, PeterAtencio.com, does show I all do. of your stuff that you've done. Yeah, I... I I haven't updated it in a while. Okay, I need to get on that. Feathers, yeah. Feathers is not up there. Oh, man, oh, I, is I would kill vault. to see that. <laughs> I actually, I can totally send you a link to Feather. I have a, I have it on uh, my computer. It's, I have, awesome. I'll put it on Vimeo and show it to you. Awesome. It's not great. good. But Doesn't matter. Totally. Does it just sounds it's great? See my roots. <laughs> I think I <laughs> stole a bunch of music from a video game to use in it. Better. Remember, yeah. I was sitting here brainstorming like feathers. I'm like, oh, at the end of feathers, you can have like he wins and kills him, but then the guy sits down for dinner and he chokes on the bone and like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very rich idea. Be, I know it's great. I love you. Feathers. You totally have the feathers license. Please, you can use it if you start a franchise. Watch for ten percent. This is an know. audio contract. Anyone, I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna give you a Creative Commons license to use feathers as you see fit. That's great. It is yours. Oh, well, I, I I cannot recommend. I I've been. I know I've been kind of gushy, but I cannot recommend this show enough. I have. Just love it so much, and I'm so happy you 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 were able to come on. Oh, thank you. I thank just you very much. I love good sketch. I have not seen good sketch on TV in it, so long. It's it's really it's... Re- rewatchable too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We hope so. We try to build enough little jokes in that people might miss the first time. That there's some rewards. Oh well, for shit. The names viewing. thing last night or, or, or this week alone. Just like we watched it last night, but just just. 30 names that I, I holy god Mousebot formerly known as Mousebot Mousecock killed a Mousecock I'm sorry Mousecock I'm sorry killed me Mousebot is a sequel to Mousecock it's coming soon beautiful compound word right there yeah it really is oh, you should watch god. it Mike we have it on a DVR um, but uh, anyway when they're making noises instead of actual words oh yeah Oh yeah. Just, yeah, 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 it killed me. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, thank you. And uh, everybody, listen to the album. Everybody, watch Key and Peel. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write your reviews. You can follow us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl and Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl.